All right, guys, welcome back to the Davis Fitness Method podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Davis, and with me today is Adam Badger. Adam, for those who don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So probably everyone listening to this, it doesn't know who I am. <laughs> uh, I am. My name is Adam Badger, like you said. I'm a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. Um, I've been in the business for almost 10 years now. Coming up in May of 2024, will be 10 years. I'm located in upstate New York, but I do mostly online coaching. So I have clients from, you know, kind of spread out around the country. And uh, yeah, I started my own business about five years ago, five years ago uh, called Badger Strength. And that is pretty much where you can find me online is Badger Strength Instagram, BadgerStrength.com, uh, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all that stuff. Yeah, all of them. And I don't really post much on YouTube or TikTok. I, the, but like Instagram and uh, my mailing list is probably where you get the, and my podcast too. Oh yeah, I forgot. I have a podcast as well called Talk and Fit, um, which is on Apple and Spotify. Perfect. Dude, uh, so 10 years is a long time to be coaching. What would you say are like some of the big or main insights that you like to pass along or maybe lessons that you've learned along the way? As far as like to clients? Well, to other maybe, coaches, would you say? Maybe, maybe for yourself, uh, like maybe just say like some things that you've found in coaching your like yourself, and then maybe some things that you've found that are sound advice for your clients, or maybe things that you learned. Like, oh, initially I try to teach things this way, and this is what I learned over time, and now I do it this way. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's. Uh, so when I uh, when I first became a trainer. So I'm 33 now. I was a 20. I was 23 going on 24. I had been, already been working out for like 10 years uh, when I before I ever coached anybody. So initially, when I got into training, I thought it would just be like a cool job. To be honest with you, I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna start my own business or like, oh, I'm just. And to be honest with you, I wasn't even like, oh my god, I'm just so passionate about helping people. Like I feel like people say that a lot, like other coaches, like oh, I just want to help people. But at the end, I was like, oh, that'll just be a cool job. I think that'll be a cool job. So uh, when I first got into it, I guess the the big mistake I made was that like I'm 10 years into working out on my own. I kind of know stuff. And immediately, like my first client, I still remember it. I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like this guy, like I remember getting my, his name was Jim, was my first client ever. And I was in my first session with him and he signed up for an hour. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? for an hour and like looking back now is the dumbest workout ever it had no rhyme or reason uh and i i guess the lesson there would just be that like you know if i had just kind of stuck to the basics like what i kind of already knew i would have done a much better job but i overcomplicated it so i guess my a big lesson that i learned over time is just like don't overcomplicate this stuff in, in 10 years of coaching people and close to 20 years of like lifting myself I have overcomplicated and overthought it so many times. And every time I like come back to my senses and get my best results, it's always when I'm just being consistent with the basic, basic stuff. Yeah. It's just over and over again. And I, sometimes I have to veer off and like go chase shiny objects for a bit or program hop a bit. And then it always comes back to like, just stick to the fucking basics. And it just works over and over and over again. So uh, I, I, that's one big threat I've seen, like I would advise like people working out and coaches as well. Is like, don't overcomplicate this stuff. It's like so ridiculously simple 
but it just gets complicated or complex because we throw our emotions and our, you know, our, um, you know, self-limiting beliefs or we get jealous of others and then we just try to switch things up. If that was, if that makes sense. You know, it's, I feel like the early personal trainer, like just getting started with other people, what's so interesting about it is that it's almost never the way they train. Like, oh yeah, there's yeah. their, there's their workout. And then there's the way that they train their clients, which is a mm-hmm. bunch of chaotic bullshit. Like yeah, sandwiched into the, like a session, you're like, I'm gonna destroy them. But um, <laughs> like that's the early personal trainer, and so I think that was like the Instagram workout before the Instagram workout. Like you see Instagram oh, workouts yeah. now, and it's what it's not what people do; it's just what look kind of cool, and then people pick it up and get views and plays and stuff, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna say this seems like such a great workout. That was that before it was on the internet. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I remember too, like I would just like, there was times where I like, literally like invented like exercises, like on the spot. I'm like, that would be that would be a good exercise. And then like would have a client do it. And now I look back and I was like, it was so dumb. And like I wasn't progressing it over four weeks yeah. or programming. It was like they did it one, and then the next week we did something else. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it was. Um, and, uh, you know, you have to make those mistakes. That's that's one thing I find interesting about uh, personal training and any sort of, like, profession where you're helping someone with their health. Like, so even, like, doctors, like, everyone's going to make mistakes when they're new, but, like, you're playing, like, with other people's, like, bodies and, like, health, which is interesting. And obviously, as long as you're, I think as long as your intentions are good and you're, and you're, and you're genuinely have their best interest at heart, like, you're, you're not going to kill anybody. Yeah. But, like, you know, I never went into a session, like, Oh, like I'm, I'm not trying to help this person. I was always trying to give them what I thought was a good workout, Yeah. but I would, I, I forgot that like, Hey, they are coming to me. So whatever I can, whatever I sell them is what they're going to think is the right thing. So if I, if they come in and I sell them on deadlift, you know, a press, a pull and a lunge, they're going to be like, this is amazing. But instead I was like overcomplicating it. Like, Oh no, we got to do this. We got to do this. We have to like get like 10 different exercises in it was it was it's like embarrassing now when you think about it but you can always see that um whenever i i talk to someone or see someone that they, they just got certified i'm like i could probably tell you what the next five years of your life is going to be like like from your yeah. um like your evolution as a trainer yeah i wouldn't i would i would encourage them to skip some steps because i honestly think that skipping over the because dude like there are some like when you're newly certified there are some sound training principles inside of these certifications certain ones are just like here's a rep range for strength and here's a rep range for hypertrophy yeah. and here's a rep range for this but like then like nothing there's like zero exercise selection it's like oh do a, this assessment to see if this in their trash assessments they don't really like go for or will end up ultimately helping to solve certain issues. The void of my issues with net like base level certifications, I would say like, yo, know, once you have sound principles, don't move away from those just because you heard something else and you're not really sure. Right. Yeah. Because even though somebody else might be telling you something or maybe you like kind of think something you've learned these principles, practice these principles, even if you don't know that they're true just yet. 
Like yeah. practice them. Because if you do that, then people start getting results. And then you're like, oh, okay, like this is the right way. Because when I started LA Fitness, man, I remember I had got, I had gone to a school for personal training. So it wasn't like, mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of times it's like a weekend certification. I'm not saying mine is better. I'm just saying like when I came out, like I knew a strong amount, at least enough yeah. to help people. And then just because somebody like had more experience than me, or maybe I thought he looked better than I did. Like I just believed things that he said versus what I learned. And the things that I learned, like, you know, fast forward, I'm like, dude, if I would have just been doing the shit that I learned, I yeah. might, I would have got way better results with clients. They would have had a way better experience. But, um, it was like stuff like he was saying, like, you know, from a nutrition standpoint, like calories don't matter and you shouldn't eat after like, 6 p.m. because everything gets stored as fat and it was like dude yeah. dude like this guy's college educated and he's he's saying this and i was like i just know that that's not true yeah, yeah. but like i believed it like i went from <laughs> i went from knowing the information that was true to being taught and gaslit like this other s- stuff to well, then yeah, have it to think back I think, and it, but I think uh, if you if you dig into that though, like you were a trainer with a solid base of education, and you were able to be convinced something that you knew wasn't true by someone who had some level of authority over you. Right? Yeah. So I I always have empathy for that when it comes to like the the general consumer, like they don't have that base level. Yep. So it's much easier for them to get taken for a ride and believe that something is. And I, I mean, I've literally had clients paying me hundreds of dollars a month to coach them and then coming to me and be like, oh my God, but like, I just read this article. I just, my uncle just told me this or my cousin just sent me this. What do you think of this? Is this true? And I'm like, do you think I'm withholding information from you? Like, you know, like you're paying me. You're not paying like Steve at work to coach you. And I don't, and I'm not in like an egotistical way. Like it's my way or the highway. I just like, I have, I always forget that like how easy it is to get taken because 10 years in to coaching, I, I'm still like, I could see something or read something from someone I respect and be like, Oh wait, maybe that's the way like that guy's jacked. That guy's you know, makes millions of dollars. Maybe that is the way it works. But I always, always, always like filter that now. Like at, at 10 years in, I have like a better filter on that. So I can filter that through and be like, come on, you know, that's dumb. And then I just don't, like said, so don't apply it. Yeah, yeah. But there's that moment where you're like, but maybe, but maybe yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's still there. I think it's the confidence in your understanding. It's getting the reps under your belt and stuff like that. So like early, even though I had the right information, I had zero reps under my belt. Right. So there was yeah. nothing telling me like, okay, this thing is really true. And yeah. the same thing with clients, right? Like, so it's like when they're doing their own thing and they don't, and they haven't really seen progress and they're not sure if this thing works and there's they, they don't have a lot of confidence in buy-in because there's like not enough reps under their belt. They're not really seeing the changes maybe as quickly as they see other changes happening for people on the internet or whatever. Yeah. Um, those, I could see how that would sway them because you literally are like, you're taking your own, like, am I even doing this right? Like, yeah. Because like I'm doing the thing that's supposed to work, but like I'm really not seeing the results I'm supposed to see. Am I doing it right? And then like I'm frustrated, and then they, they want to switch or they want to adjust. 
versus like the coach who's been through this with like hundreds of people yeah. is then saying like, hey, you can trust that this is going to work. All you have to do is just count, like watch this for three weeks, watch this for four weeks, walk five, six, and then see your body change. And then they're like, oh, so like the assurance is like being walked through with somebody yeah. versus like when it's self-guided, it's a lot easier to question. Oh yeah, totally, man. And that's, and that's, uh, that's one of the things that like, uh, I feel like with, with clients, why they're usually, you know, hesitant to invest in their, in this process with someone is because, you know, they don't want to be wrong, right? They, 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 they don't, they'd rather continue making the mistakes on their own than to like, really like, like plunk down, like, no, I'm investing in this process with this person or, yeah. or this studio and that's why you see people like, you know, we're gym hopping or they have like, I, I'm sure you've seen this where they have like four different gym memberships and like go to different classes, right? They're, they're just kind of like, they want a little bit of everything because they don't, it's like a FOMO. They don't want to miss out on something. They don't want to miss out on some progress. And, and what I, what I always, I always like to coach people on too is always, I think a lot of people don't even really articulate like the outcome they want, right? So they don't, and this is like maybe getting a little bit more into the mindset thing, but I always like to coach clients on like, not necessarily like what's the result you want just body composition wise or strength wise or whatever, but like, what is the lifestyle you're going for? Because a lot of times the frustration about the progress is because you're the outcome you're chasing is not aligned with the lifestyle you would ideally like to live. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like if someone's like, I want to be like you, like, for example, like you're shredded, right? You just got, and, and like you did that photo shoot, you like shredded. Someone may see that and go, I want to look like that. I want that result. Yeah. But what comes with that is like very meticulous macro tracking. Like you had a yeah. coach, you're doing empty stomach cardio. You're like, there's a lot that goes into that process. And, and I'm sure you would, you would also like, you know, admit too, is like, that process that got you to that that result is not something maybe you're going to sustain for the rest of your life. You did it for a reason, but they're looking at that snapshot and going, I want to get there without ever having the conversation of like, well, what do I actually want my life to look like? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think, cause you do see certain people again on the internet. So it feels like a possibility, like they're there and they live there year round and blah, 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 you know, Marcus Philly, whatever. Um, yeah. but like, okay, so there's a couple things there. A, like Marcus Philly probably genetically has an easier time staying around that body fat. Yeah. The, the second, so where are you at? Where do you want to be? And then, and then also like, how does that person eat every day? Is that something that you feel like would satisfy you or make you happy? And so I'm, I'm talking to my, my clients and maybe as they're going through like a diet phase or they're, they're doing something where they're, they're trying to be more, um, calorie controlled they they're like oh I'm, i went and i did this thing with my friends or i went and i did this and um had a good time it was like great you know um and I, we're seeing like let's say there's like a little bit of a stall in the weight loss and it's like yeah. you see like you did good all week and then you know you did this these you know few things on the weekend and net came out to a maintenance so yeah we know what sort of life lifestyle it would take to maintain your weight I'm like, you're doing yeah. an incredible job. You've done that for weeks on end now. Um, but if you, if you want this extra thing, you're probably going to have to say no more. Yeah. And like, 
And is that something that you really want to do? Are you happy where you're at? Okay. Well, like maybe for like, I could do it for like a little bit of time, but then like after that, I need to be able to like do these things. Yeah. And like, that's totally fair. Like, as long as like, as long as we understand and recognize that the process to get there is not always going to be the process it takes to maintain. And I would say, depending on what you're trying to maintain, right? Because like me trying to maintain that level of lean is me hungry. Like from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, yeah, like all day. So it's like, yeah. and for me, it was like, I had to drop like 50 pounds. Yeah. It's like from, from, from where I was to where I got to, I dropped 50 pounds to, to get there. And it's like, well, yeah, that's probably why I was more hungry versus if I only had to drop 10 pounds to get there, it probably wouldn't have been crazy. Yeah. And now that you've gotten there too, like you're going to be able to maintain closer to there than 50 pounds ago. Right. And I, and I, I think a lot of times uh, I, I, I don't know like the, the typical client, you know, that walks through your door, but I know for me, I have like a handful of like more advanced people who are maybe chasing like, you know, some higher level goals. But I'd say the main chunk of my clients are people who, who want to be in better shape. They genuinely want to look better. But, you know, they're not trying to be shredded. They're not trying to be like, you know, ridiculously strong. Yep. They want to just feel better, look better, and and live a like healthier lifestyle. Yep. But what happens is they they their idea of what that process is like, like I, I wrote something like this recently, and it was like most people think they have to live like a professional bodybuilder to lose 20 to 30 pounds yeah. of body fat. And that's really not true, right? You don't, ha you have to live like a professional bodybuilder to get to like 5% body fat and lean, yeah. but to lose 20 to 30 pounds, you really have to make some basic changes to your life. Yeah. And like you said, say no a couple more times a week, say yes to, you know, only the, only the special occasions, but realistically, man, like, like even as someone, as a, as a, you're a dad too, I, we're both married. Like we both have our own businesses. Like it's busy. Like there's a lot going on and I've put in the work so that my fitness remains always in my top priorities, but it doesn't need to be number one yeah. for me to maintain being in good shape. Yeah. You don't have to you have, keep your foot on yeah. the gas. Exactly. And if you haven't built that baseline yet, you have to spend a little bit of time making this like a top two priority so that you can maintain it at a like three or four priority. Yep. And it's a lot easier to maintain that. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be bodybuilder level stuff. Right. Yeah, dude. The uh I would say, yeah, most people that I have come in are they want they want to increase, you know, strength and tone generally. And there's not like a I want to be ripped like crazy ripped or and and maybe somebody's getting ready for a wedding every now and again. Yeah. You know, those always come in. But um even then it's like um amidst the chaos that is a wedding and planning a wedding like that can that that quickly falls in terms of priority like like once they fit in the, the dress and stuff it's not like okay i need to get crazy here some yeah. people i would say some people maybe yeah but like it's like yeah oh, i've got this oh, i got this. oh like all that stress that's piling up from everything yeah yeah i just had a client who i coached her for like seven months leading up to her wedding but she came in with a lot of underlying conditions that like, you know, we had to like work on that were the result of years and years of under eating of, of, you know, with high stress. And I was straight up there. I was like, listen, like you, me putting you on like some sort of get shredded program right now is not going to be what's best for you. So like 
I had to like, I, I was like, I'm, that's not what we're going to do if you work with me. But because I took time to listen to her and learn what her history, her diet history was like, learn what her relationship with food was like, what her underlying issues were. We were able to get her to her wedding where she felt amazing. She, she, she felt confident. She liked the way she looked in her dress. But like, if you were to just see like scale changes, it didn't change that much it, because we had to build muscle. We had to make sure she was healthy. So again, you have to like, um, you have to just, you just have to earn different steps. And I don't think people realize that yep. they're, they're usually kind of toggle. They're like, kind of like right in the, you know, right in the middle. They're not like overly healthy, but they're not maybe overly crappy with their behavior either. But then once in a while they get a spark of motivation and then they try and like go all in on something and then it doesn't last. And they just go back to what they were doing before. Whereas like, they just started making like some little changes over time. And even like I said, even me, dude, like the way I was, you know, even year three, four, five into being a coach versus how I live my life now, there's been so many different phases and like the iterations of that and improvements to where, like I said, like now I can maintain with very minimal effort, Yeah, you know, and, and then just turn up the, turn up the dial when I want to. Yeah. It, I think it's like, it's literally like just the, the compounding of some of those small habits, right? Like it's like, once you learned about protein, which is probably pretty early on, but like yeah. getting protein from that point on was not as much an issue for you because you knew where to look and how to build or like build a meal plan um, yeah. or like look for it in food. Like, oh, if I'm going, if I had to run into a gas station real quick and grab, you know, three protein items, you'd be like, oh, all right. Yeah. We're good. Whereas like it's, somebody else might be like, yeah. peanuts, do these have? Protein, <laughs> like yeah, like, more, like it's like peanuts and protein quest protein chips and like granola, yeah. and I'm like, you you should have just got a hot dog at that point. <laughs> like, like, like uh, I, it's funny too, like you know, uh, just over the course of of you know working outside too, like I have always been interested in you know learning about stuff, but I like for I had a three year stretch where I worked at GNC, like the supplement store. Okay, um, so like. I was on like that side of things for a while where I thought supplements were like, like a game changer. Yeah. So like, I would like, I, I went through that phase too, where I was like, oh, I'm using too many supplements that not only are they not doing anything, but like, I, I remember being like 18 and thinking that like protein from protein powder would had to be better than protein from chicken. Like, obviously it's in a package, right? Just like, it's got a muscular guy on the cover. Like, of course this is better. Yeah. So I would have like three shakes a day instead of just eating meals. And then like, my digestive system was all messed up. Yeah. So like, but I learned that lesson. I think the difference is that like, you know, uh, when I, when I ran into those issues, I just, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stop doing this. And I guess I'll do this instead. Most people just go and die. And they just give up, right? They just yeah. give up on the thing. Yeah. And I, and I think it's just that identity switch of being like, no, this is who I am. I'm, I'm someone who's, who, who is in shape, who keeps, you know, my health priority. And then you make decisions based off that identity. Right. I'd say like, so one of our slogans for the gym is fit without frustration. And I'm not saying that you won't ever be frustrated, but yeah. what you were just describing, the resignation, like that frustration, that's what I'm claiming to eliminate because it's like you yeah. put your faith in the system because we will get you to the end goal. It might be hard. You might have to overcome challenges, but it won't be frustrating from like bumping your head on shit the whole time. Yeah. 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 Which is what like, I, 
Yeah, go ahead. That that's what like a lot of people end up doing, right? It's like they bump their head on shit and they like just don't know their way around. They're navigating in a dark room with no light, trying yeah. to find an exit, which is their goal. And they just keep bumping around in the same corner. Yeah. And, and then a lot of times too, is you'll get this as well as, well, this worked for me at one point. So they think it's going to work again. Well, it didn't hurt. I, I like to, yeah. Like I, I, I always like to define that with people. I was like, like you have to define worked and you also have to define like what a result is. And I, I, and this is where I get, I get, I don't even know what the word is. I don't know if it's frustrated or just like, I've always just kind of had a way of, thinking about things and like you know and, and i i don't always just take things like for what they are and just the way i just kind of like think about them and process them and i feel like in the you know rightfully so within the fitness industry it's all like results driven. like you, you got to be able to get your clients results and i totally agree with that that's our job but i think we have to also clarify like what a result is and when it comes to individualization individual people think that individualization means there's like the specific macros or these specific exercises or these specific foods that are right for me as a person. And that's not what it is. What it, what it actually means is that like, we have to get clear on what a result is to you because for someone training, you know, who's making a living off of their body, right? Like if you're like a professional bodybuilder or model, the, the end result is like, you have to look a certain way for a certain photo shoot. 99% of people are not living that way. Nothing in your life is based on how you necessarily like fit into your clothes. That's, that's a preference. So for a lot of people, like the result is the next workout is the next right decision. So like as a coach, sometimes if you can just get your clients to continue to show up for six months, it doesn't matter at the end of the six months, if they lost 15 pounds, 30 pounds or five pounds, if they now enjoy working out and they're going to stick to it for potentially the rest of their lives, like that's the ultimate result. Does that make sense? Cause like, I, I, I think that for a lot of time, a lot of people is like they're chasing this result and that's why they're getting frustrated. It's so like, when am I going to get this result? When am I going to get this result? And it, at the end of the day, like that result may or may not come. You may never be 130 pounds, yeah. but if you get to 140 from 180 and you feel amazing, like, is it worth banging your head against the wall for that last 10? Like, I don't, I don't think so for most people. Right. I, there's a, there's a lot of books that I read that I would say like are rooted in their like philosophy. And then there's like some psychology books that are kind of like discovering these things about philosophy and uh, what you just described and what you kind of were mentioning, you know, before we started recording in terms of like your own personal discovery, but like that right there where it's like getting this person to enjoy the process is net net, like a universal rule, I think of our lives, right? Like I think yeah. it's, it's a thing for how do we get to enjoy each moment? How do we get to enjoy this workout? How do we, and don't get me wrong. Like life isn't a hundred percent about pleasure. It's not mm. just about enjoyment, but it's like, okay, maybe even recognizing, you know, there's beauty in this struggle and what, you know, what's the silver lining here and like opening your mind up to other things. But yeah. the fact that it's like, yo, like, let's just pretend we got you to your end goal. Goal. Um, and then it's like, and well, then what? Because if yeah. you've ever done it and then you feel like, 
a a German shepherd without like a, a bone to fucking fetch or whatever. Um, they start digging holes in the yard and stuff. So if you if you just think about this, I want to get this result versus like what sort of things would I enjoy in the gym? What things would make me more consistent? Because those things ultimately will lead you to that result, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. It's like the only way for you to get here is the process, right? And so if we can just get you to enjoy the process, we'll get you to the goal. But like if you don't enjoy the process, you'll never get there. Yeah. And then I think for a lot of people too, it's, 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 I would say, I would even argue that enjoyment is more of a, like you said, it's a more of a, an overall net result. It's not, it doesn't mean you're going to enjoy every single step along the way. So I like to always like preface that with like, it, it comes along with just commitment and people hear commitment and they think, oh, like discipline, like beast mode, like you got to be like, you know, like this hard ass, like Dave Goggins sort of mentality. No, it just means that like you're committed, that you're going to see this thing through and that gets you to show up. And and I always, I always compare it to just, you know, like marriage and kids, like that is, those are two things that 90% of my clients are involved in. They're married and, or they have kids or, or young both. Those are really long-term commitments that are not easy and enjoyable every step of the way. Right? Yeah. And they're not, yeah. But the, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Good. No, no, no. It, it's like, they're, but they're not, for some reason though, they'll, I, I, I run my clients through this, this three-step, you know, thing all the time. I was like, the reason why you're able to stick out your marriage or stick out parenting or stay out of your career is because there's, you see value, you like, you understand why you're doing it. There's, there's a payoff, right? Whether it's a paycheck from your job or a, a relationship with your spouse or a relationship with your kids, there's consequences to not doing it. So if you, you know, you cheat on your spouse or you hate your kids, there's legit consequences. Or if you like don't show up to work, there's legit consequences. And at the at, and underneath it all, you believe that you can accomplish those tasks. Like you believe you can be a parent and believe you can be a spouse. So you just have to hate those that concept, those three steps and apply it to this. Like you have to understand the value of, of doing the workouts and, and watching nutrition. Like you have to understand the clear like value of doing that. There has to be a consequence to not doing it, which for a lot of people is that needs to be where the coach comes in. There needs to be some accountability there. And you have to have a self-belief that you can accomplish the tasks. And all of that comes from just continuing to do them over and over and over again and, and building that evidence. But like, what are you gonna say about I do like the I do like the parallel to like marriage and relationships. Yeah. Because it's like the the whole goal is to continue the relationship. Right. <laughs> it's not it's not to like uh get to this end point and then we're like, ah <laughs> like it's like yeah. yeah. It's to continue this relationship and that might mean learning more effective communication skills and that might mean, you know, oh, some of your priorities have to shift a little bit. It's not just about, you know, the things you want to do. You know, I want a night out with the boys all the time. Yeah. It's like you have to, you have to pull back and be like, okay, I'm willing to give and take. And like, so like in order to continue this thing and to, to make it go the way we want it to go, there's got to be a little bit more balance versus like again, like with your fitness, like if it's just, I only want to do what I want to do. And it's like, okay, well, like continuing this relationship just that way might not necessarily get you the result that you're looking for. Right. And in no other area of life is that how you live, right? You don't do that at work. You don't do that with your relationship, with your kids. And yeah, man, like, I, and, and same as you, like, you know, being, being a dad and, and, and a husband and a, a provider is like, 
you you take on that commitment and it's not easy and it's not always enjoyable and it's and it's really hard. And, you know, I was uh I was sharing with you before we started recording just like how with you know, what do I want to do next? And like, you know, how do I want to, you know, continue to to navigate this? And it's uh, you know, a lot of a lot of it just comes down to just being committed to this is the journey I'm on. And I'll be upfront. I'm always honest with everybody. Like, I'm like not a patient person. I I I have a lot of self limiting beliefs, and I I do get discouraged and I do get frustrated, and I do compare myself to others. And I I'm guilty of all those things. And I just the one thing I can always like rely on is just like I'm extremely extremely like relentless and like consistent, and not in like a I'm always like optimal and performing at my highest sort of way, but it's just like, I just continuously show up. Like I see you post every morning, like the 3.50 AM, like timestamp on, and like, I'm like, I'm seeing it when it's getting posted because I'm up too. And it's like, we're doing that over and over and over again. Like you said, for 10 fucking years. And then you still get to points where you're like, ah, <laughs> like some days you're probably just like, man, things would be easier if I didn't give a fuck. You know, that would be a lot easier some days, but that's not where you're committed to. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly would be. The interesting thing is like there'll be moments and I, it really wasn't. So being married, um, is not the same as when you have a kid. And, uh, oh, yeah. So when I, when I had Aventus or when we had Aventus, I started to understand some more of like, I don't know, just people just getting wrapped up in stuff because it just like certain things are just like, oh, well, like you have this thing happen and uh, and like, it's very easy for you to just like, it's just like spirals out of control and you're like, oh, everybody's busy. Oh, and so you feel all over the place. You feel a bit disoriented. I can only imagine at that time somebody being like, hey, like, hey, dude, just got to do this. Like, or just like, and it's like, yo, what? Um, versus like having some understanding of that, like ha- having somebody help me navigate that who had been through it, um, that would be a totally different thing. Because if somebody is like, hey man, like some days are gonna be like this, but they're not all gonna be like this. I remember one of the first things. So early on, you know when the babies don't sleep. Yeah. Like very early on. It's a very short window, but it feels like an infinity. So I'm I'm holding on with faith from the people before me that were like, hey, like, I know, you know, it sucks right now, but it'll be over soon. And you'll, like, in a blink of an eye, it'll feel like, boom, it's gone. And it, it, it is like that, but when you're in it, it sucks. But I, I held on to the fact that I believed what they were saying. And because of that, it made it much more easy for Jasmine and I to get through because we're like, okay, mm-hmm. it's, it isn't going to be forever. We're going to, you know, he's going to go to sleep more often yeah. and, uh, just being lack of sleep. And then like trying to, there's n- there wasn't like, we weren't like the perfect meal preppers or anything like that. We just like got food when we could and got out like when we could. So it was just like, dude. Yeah. I think I, I, again, I, I, I think that like we, um, I don't know when it happened and I'm sure it's been going on, you know, you know, longer than we've had careers in the, in this space, but like, uh, somewhere along the way, like fitness became like this thing where like, you know, it's being like trendy or like, you know, trainers started becoming like 
trying to be more popular, like uh, present a certain way. And at the end of the day, like it's, we're passionate about what we do, but it's our job. Like the same way, like I have a client who's a lawyer. I have a client who's a real estate agent. I have a client who's a CEO of the bank. Like that's their job. They don't like, you know, not show up to their job because like home is hectic, right? So like, I think you have to like prioritize your health and stuff, like, you know, the way that you do work. But I think for us, like people assume like, oh, well, when you had a baby, you must've like had meal prep still going on and you meant it. Like, dude, no, like I, I, I look back and my, my son was first born and I regret how I was, I had like this, um, I, I've always had this like thing of like, I'm never wanting to be like the sitcom dad. Right. So like the sitcom dad is like the dopey, like aloof dad with the beer belly who's out of shape and like, you know, has the wife who's like out of his league and, but like, doesn't appreciate it. And like, there's just kind of like the butt of the joke. And that's what I always wanted to avoid. And when I had a son, I had this like spark of like, all right, I have to be able to take all of this on and grow my business and do all the things I was able to do before and still track my macros and stay. And it was like, it was too much. And I ended up like, I could see how easy it would be for someone just starting out to be like, no, fuck it. This is, yeah. it's not worth it. Just start snapping uh, at people. Yeah. It starts snapping at people. Yeah. It's, it's fucking tough. But I think even holding, like you said, holding onto that belief that it was going to pass. But I think, even underneath that too is like, but you were fucking in it. Yeah. Like you're committed to like, okay, even if he never sleeps again, which is not realistic, but like even when never sleeps again, like I'm still his dad. Like yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. So like you're just in it. And I think that on the days where like, you know, with my son, he's how old is your son? He's about to be two. He's like 20 months. So yeah. So my, my son's a, a year older and, uh, he like he's coming up on three and like every year there's a new thing that's challenging so it was like lack of sleep and then it was like then he could crawl then he could walk now he can talk and like now he wants to just play all day long like no matter how tired you are right yeah. so the, the, the challenges always come but you just you develop the same way with strength training it's like progressive overload you get stronger and you're able to handle more of it as time goes on and it's really all it is like it's like that nutrition it's like that with, with training it's just progressive overload. You're just like, you're able to handle more stress as you do it more frequently. Yeah. It doesn't ever get easier. It's just, you get better at handling. There was a, a mentor that I had and they would organize life into four quadrants. You know what? Like a ton of mentorships do a different thing. It'll be like body being balanced, business, wealth, uh, health, wealth, love, ha happiness, whatever. Yeah. Um, Some so they're like, so whatever the, they're, four things are you can only do like max like two of them will like actually progress and you can probably maintain two um or if you did attempt to do a third one of the things is going to slide backward so it was like that was like one of the things that they always coached mm -hmm. so i was like okay well right now family's like up here and let's say i don't want my you know, fitness to slide, or maybe I want to make improvements in my fitness. Okay. Well, the business is probably going to have to stay at maintenance. Mm -hmm. And that means also the things that I personally want to do, like maybe that like I self, you know, I do for myself, those things maybe go to maintenance at best. So it's like, yeah. I'm not like really accruing this, you know, depth of experience with myself, um, personally, and I'm not necessarily doing things to really push the business forward, but just, 
being there and showing up and taking care of myself, you know, physically and then being there for my family and doing that was the most that I probably would have done in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I think that for me, um, didn't make me like want my, my head to burst the times where I was trying to do more or it felt like there was just like an erroneous amount of pressure coming from one area. That's when things feel really tough. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, and I actually, I think I heard you talk about that on a podcast once and then it resonated with me a lot because I do find that I, I'm definitely the type of person who's like, oh no, I've got to like try and like move all four of these things forward. Uh, and me with my own traumas and my own childhood too, is like, I always have this thing where like, I need to feel like the business is like moving forward because like, I have a fear of like failing in that area. Uh, so like, yeah, man, like, th- like, like for example, dude, like I-, I met you a year ago in Seattle at a business mentorship, uh, thing. And <laughs> I was funny. I, there's another, do you, I don't know if you remember them, John and Blakely, they were another, they were a couple who were there. And they like owned a business together. And I, I met them too. And I, I talked to them about this too. I was on their podcast. I was like, I probably came across like such a fucking downer, like at that thing. And probably everyone didn't remember it. But I just remember like, they're like, oh, what are you here for? And everyone's like, oh, blah, 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 business, business, business. And I'm just like, I was like honest. I was like, I feel like I'm fucking failing as like a dad and like a husband right now. And I'm like, and the, the root cause of it is that like, I'm too stressed out about my business. And uh, so like- over this last year, I've had to make accommodations in my business, in my fitness regimen, in my nutrition to be able to make sure that like the, my family is, is always coming first because I was not showing up the way I should. And it wasn't, and again, like it wasn't cause I'm like out fucking doing shit with the boys. Like that's not my life. Like I don't, I don't have a social life. I don't have fucking hobbies. I work, I work out or I'm being dad husband. So, but I was getting too wrapped up in like business goals, business, this business, this, and it was draining from all these other areas of my life. And once I started to get like my health back where I wanted to, like my fitness and, and really like focusing on my relationship, my wife and my son, I noticed that like, I just felt calmer. And I think people can apply that to their fitness goals. Like you don't need to obsess about the shit, but it does need to be somewhere it has to be in the that it has to be one of the four it can't just not be there right yeah dude what you said just now like where you're like i'm either dad business owner or like working out like that's that's me and like one of my yeah. mentors he's like dude but when do you make time for fun and so yeah and that's right <laughs> but that's the thing it's like yeah it's like learning to then also like if you never have fun, it's hard to appreciate these things because it feels yeah. like, yeah. So like I went and I bought like a Nerf gun for the gym. So like every now and again, I'll like pop somebody with, with Dude, but, that, but that's so, it's so, but that little thing right there is like so simple. And I'm, I'm like that too. Like I don't need big things to like have fun. Yeah. Like I need like those very small things, but I, that's, it's funny that you say that, man. Like, you know, like, and off the you know it kind of off the beaten path of like fitness stuff but like that's one thing that i noticed about myself is like i would look back and like a chunk of time would go by and they'd be like i haven't had like any fun i'm just like either stressed about work or trying to like balance everything and i i always compared it to like like basically like feeling like the house is burning down and no one else is noticing right and it's this weird thing, but like, I, I like, you know, this, this past year, I was telling the client about this today. I was like, you know, 
because she was like, you know, I have trouble getting motivated. And I'm like, listen, this is September. I can probably count on one hand the amount of the workouts I had this year where I was like, didn't feel rushed or was like excited to do it. Like all of them have been like, I've been unmotivated or tired or stressed, but I've just, but I've at least not, I've just kept showing up to them. Yeah. keep doing them and it'll get me to the next like part of it. But you just can't abandon ship. Do you have like a, a training style or modality that you like to lean to, or like maybe you came up with or something you see yourself like kind of constantly wanting to go back to or explore? Yeah, man. I, I, I've kind of tried like everything over the years. I, I got into lifting, doing more of a bodybuilding style of lifting. And uh, so that's always where I, I feel like that I like to do kind of like a hybrid of like uh, powerlifting and bodybuilding. Like I like lifting heavy. Uh, I love just getting a pump. Like I, I just like, like that, that stuff excites me. I don't get too like turned on by doing like, you know, even though you got to do that stuff, like doing like functional stuff and like, like crossfitty type stuff. I, I always find myself wanting to do like some sort of like bodybuilding, powerlifting type of program. So that's where I lean towards. I've found that for most people, if you take those principles and apply it to them in a way that they enjoy, that's usually what gets the best results too. You know what I mean? I like combining some sort of heavy compound lift and then giving them like something that's either like a burnout or a pump. So that's where I lean towards with my programming and uh, for myself and with my clients is usually like a, a kind of like a hybrid with that. Yeah. My um, personal preference is like, I would say I like, I definitely enjoy like the bodybuilding style. The way that I like to coach people is like, I do. So like, I think the value and like what's determined to be functional or something like that is like, there is a intention, like that the design of our human bodies have for something to function properly. And then there's like sport which is normally not the way it's intended to function. Um, so like, like bodybuilding is like, or not bodybuilding, but yeah, a lot of bodybuilding too, but like, is like mid range bilateral, like there's not a lot of joint dissociation. So like we can end up having like issues with range of motion or like internal rotation and stuff like that. So what I, when I say like, I look to restore function, it's like making sure that these things are actually moving properly so that we can like improve the range of motion so that they can then return to sports or something that maybe they, they used to be able to do. Like a lot of people, like they lack, you know, an appropriate amount of, you know, tibial rotation and they'll lack a certain amount of hip internal rotation, but they want to run. And then all of a sudden they've got problems with their knees and they got problems with their back. And then they're like, why can't I run? This is feels like a very basic human function. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you haven't been doing it. And like these other things have kind of taken you away from that. So like, let's help you do that. So doing that. And then like, you know, I think it, it's always going to be able to be good to be able to run or jump or, you know, throw things. So I like to try to get that into people's programs where we can. I know a lot of people's lives won't ever really call on it, but, as much as I learned that though, when I, when I had a, like my son became a toddler, it was like, oh, I want to be able to like do stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and obviously I can, but there were certain things where I was like, oh yeah, like he wants to jump off, jump off the fucking 
front porch onto this floor and I land I'm like oh man that felt awful on the yeah. hips yeah like, I was like I got to do more I got to do more depth jumps or more yeah. box jumps so it's like to do I never want to be in that situation where you're like or at least not be in that situation too early in life where you're just like no dad can't do that yeah like oh no, no, no yeah that that's not something that I want to do yeah. so for me that what that looked like for me was like hey like maybe you're strong enough Right? Like maybe you don't need to like go for a one rep max. Maybe you need to focus more on this other stuff. And then I, 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 there's just also just too much. There's too much out information out there now. Just saying like how important like your cardiovascular health is and doing cardio that like, I can't not do it. <laughs> so like, uh, that was one thing I started prioritizing this year too. And what that I found that I didn't think I was going to enjoy that I found myself kind of enjoying was doing like a full body three day split for lifting with two like kind of mixed modality conditioning days. Uh, and I started implementing that like with a lot of my clients and they seemed to like it too. Uh, obviously I didn't invent that by any means, but like, I was always like, I don't want to, I like, I fucking hated full body workouts. Like I don't enjoy them. Um, but when I, I forced myself to do them to make time for the conditioning and I was like, Oh, I kind of like these they are a little bit more just straight to the point, do the basic movements, get a little stronger. And I noticed I, when I was doing that while, you know, keeping my nutrition 80, 20, 90, 10, like I saw, I was seeing good results and I wasn't as beat up. Yeah. But, um, and the cardio but, helps with the conditioning too. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Like I noticed too, like I was like, oh shit. Like recently I started doing the conditioning more and I noticed before I had started implementing it more that I was kind of like, I didn't have a lot of gas and tank in my list. And then like I started doing it and I remember hitting like a PR on deadlifts. It was like a 20 rep PR and being like, damn, I didn't know how that in me. Yeah. It was, I think it was, it was for me, it was like the conditioning. It was yeah. like just adding that in. You had more of a gas tank. Yeah. And it also makes it easier to recover between sessions. Cause every, you know, basically our, our heart and our cardiovascular system is inherently aerobic. Yeah. So if you build up that baseline, like I like to like, I like to liken it to like, you know, you being able to lift, let's say you did, you know, I don't know what your deadlift is, but let's pretend it's 500 pounds. So you did 500 pounds on your deadlift. Everything below, you know, is a relative amount of your one rep max. So anything you do in life, you yeah. pick up a gallon of, you know, milk, that is a percentage of your one rep max, right? Yeah. It becomes a, very small percentage of your one rep max when you get stronger. So imagine moving around throughout the day, right? Your heart rate is going to go up or down based on the activity that you're doing. So if we improve our heart strength, it's one rep max is higher and then life becomes easier. And you know what happens when that happens is you feel like you have more energy because nothing is fatiguing you as much. Yeah. So like, like that makes a, that makes a ton of sense. I never, yeah, I never heard it articulated that way, but it makes a, a, a shit ton of sense. And coming from like a more of a bodybuilding powerlifting style background, like I always like was cardio was a thing I was always like pushing to the side. Right. And then like I got, and then I had that like, you know, cognitive dissonance of like, you know, believing that, oh, if I do too much cardio, it's going to ruin my gains. Yeah. So like, you know, I, I would avoid it. But now just getting older and more mature about it, like I just I just know how important it is. And it's so it's it's so true. It's just like you just have more energy stuff there, you have more gas in the tank. Uh and also too, like I remember when I was doing powerlifting, I got up to like a five hundred pound squat and a six hundred pound deadlift. And 
remember one time my friend being like, we're going to do five sets of 10 on squats at like 315. And I was like, no, like I was so like, I was like, oh my God, no, that sounds awful. He's like, you do 500 pounds. Like you should be able to like, he's, and he's like a, he's got like, he's like a, the head strength coach at, at a, at a university. He's very smart. So like I, tr- I always trust his opinion and I'm just like, when you fucking put it that way, like I should be able to do this. And I'm now, t- so I went and did it. And I just remember being so gassed and being so like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, but it was cause I was only training that heavy, heavy squad and not training that all those other systems. So nowadays long, like, you know, long winded point is just like, I have been trying to make it a more of a priority to just get that stuff in because, and sometimes I like to say this with parents too. It doesn't even have to be like, you need to add extra workouts. Sometimes it's literally like just taking my son out and letting him ride his bike. And then I literally have to run and keep up with him. Yeah. So like, it's, you know, it's like, it's, it's another form of just like functional cardio, like having to run and keep up with your kid as opposed to just like going on a treadmill. Yep. Yeah. My, um, one of my early, not, I would, I wouldn't say early memories, but like one of my childhood memories, my dad always played with us. So like, it wasn't until he got a little bit older, but like, I remember throwing him a Frisbee and he took off running and I've never seen my dad run this fast. Like I've never, I've never seen my dad take off running Yeah. and let alone like, I'm probably like, you know, 10 or 12 at this point. And so that means he probably hasn't ran in that long. At least 10 or 12 years. At least. <laughs> pulls his hamstring just to like somebody like it looked like somebody just like fucking shot him in the leg <laughs> and from that point on anytime my dad tried to run fast pop so like oh yeah, dude um, that just happened at kevin hart didn't it i didn't see it you hear about that you hear about that he had he like tried to sprint against a friend of his who's like an nfl guy and like it's not his trainer not his trainer though no, not his trainer. Yeah. I, it was it was because that guy always challenges people to races too. So I, I didn't see the video. I heard about it on Joe DeFranco's podcast, and he was saying how Kevin Hart like his he was making the point of like you can't just assume you can do things because if you get older, yeah. yeah, you have to train these things. And uh, yeah, like like dude, I've that's like again like one of my things. Like I don't want to be the dude who's like out playing with his kids and is and is like oh I cramped it all, all, like gassed out out of breath so. I've got time. He's only three, so I've got time. Yeah. To do this. Hey, man, don't let that little timeline get away from you, though. That's it. No, no, no. no. no Start no. now. Um, Again, yeah, man, it, no, it'll it, come it, quick. It it does, man. Three years has gone by very fast, but also, like, it also feels like a lifetime at the end. Yeah. Very, very weird. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Dude, this has been awesome. Um, where is the best place for people to find you? I know you mentioned early on, but... Um, if you would don't mind sharing again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Badger Strength, uh, spelled exactly how you think it is. Badger Strength uh, on Instagram and badgerstrength.com, probably the two best places to go. Uh, and if you go to one, you can link right to the other. <laughs> but on my website, I, I've i been being pretty consistent with blog posts this year. Uh, I've got a, a bunch of free resources on there, like meal templates, workout plans, things like that, if people ever want to check those out. And Instagram is, uh, you know, like we were talking about before, I try to put like some more comedic stuff on there. So uh, what I like to call like shareable content. So if you do go to my Instagram and you like some of that stuff, feel free to share it out there. Perfect. And if you like this episode, feel free to share it as well uh, so that more people can hear just how simple 
you know, adjustments can greatly impact their lives. So thank you again for being on, Adam. I really appreciate it. No and, problem, man. Thanks for having me on after I DM'd you and said, hey, have me on. Also, like, we could have gone for, like, a, an exceptionally long time. So I recognize that this could, has taken uh, many directions and probably could have kept going. So uh, we'll spare we'll spare you guys for now. Uh, and hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I would love to. Anytime.